So welcome to So You Want to Read Tolkien. We have successfully conquered the Silmarillion. We have successfully conquered the Silmarillion, though. It was a trial, but we did it. We're in for a bit of a tone shift over the next couple months. As we jump into all things The Hobbit. I want to I wanna put in an honorable mention for someone saying Majestic Thorin. He's like a Maybelline or Garnier Fruchis ad. Well, that's in the movie. That's on the book. So, join Caitlin and Rachel Emmy as we take you on this unexpected journey there and back again. I see what you all did there. That was very clever. <laughs> okay, so let's start. These are not our normal notes, so I have no idea what's going on. But welcome, everyone, to episode 26. The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smog. Thank you for taking over. I had a cider-inspired burp. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wanted uh, to start us off with a PSA that if you liked this movie, please just skip this episode. Yeah, we, because yeah, yeah, nobody here liked this movie. And if our chatting while watching the movie is anything to go by, we are just going to bash the shit out of it for about an hour now. Gosh, like there is so much about this movie that I hate, but one of the worst parts is that it opens with the scene of Gandalf coming upon Thorin in Bree, and the acting in it was just atrocious. I haven't seen this movie all the way through since in the theaters. I realized I've just I like, don't think I have either. I flipped it on when it's on TV and I was like, is this a real scene? You what? have TV? I do. Oh have yeah, TV. it's on you're it's younger than me, and you pay for cable? No, it comes with the apartment. It's in our complex. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes so much more sense. Because that was really important to we're you. We're millennials. We don't... I don't know anybody who pays for TV. I mean, we, we pay do, in other ways. Yeah, we all just watch yeah. Netflix. That's that. I need sports. Oh, okay, that's fair. I understand that. But also, I, I don't pay for it. It comes with it. Okay, Moving on to more interesting things. Yeah, that's fair. So, Thorin Oakenshield is hanging out in the Prancing Pony because, as we know, there is only one inn in all of Bree that anybody could possibly end up with. And they have and evil people sitting in Aragorn's spot, and it makes yeah, me mad. that aggravated me, but also the evil people were terribly obvious, terrible actors. Like, I feel like if you're going to be evil and try to kill someone, you're usually a little more subtle about it. But also, why? What were they there for? What was this weird, random sense of danger in this scene? Um, Caitlin? Because Doom. <laughs> I guess I should have expected that. Well, Gandalf shows up, right, like, in the next minute, and he's like, someone's put a price on your head. All melodramatically, which was... Dumb. Very. But again, here we have orcs having money, and... You know what? I'm gonna stop myself right there. <laughs> We've covered our... Yeah. <laughs> Just gonna stop. We've got... We've got Gandalf pressuring Thorin to unite the dwarves of Erebor and head back to the Lonely Mountain. Um, and then we flash forward to 12 months and our actual plot of this movie. One quick thing I do like in that scene. I, I'm i sorry, because I'm just such a nerd. I do like that Peter Jackson had his 
cameo again in Brie. And I do like that his daughter had a cameo there, too. It was just really cute. Carry on. I would like it probably if it wasn't such a terrible scene. It is a terrible scene. We are trying desperately to find those small good things. No. No. Nah. Nah. That's not one of my small good things. So, 12 months later... Uh, if I remember correctly, it goes 12 months later and then Bilbo's head pops over the top of like a rock or something. And he's like staring at wargs. Yeah, pretty much. Now, here's the big question. Terrible CGI wargs. How did the orcs catch up with them? The eagles yeah, they, flew they, them they, away. They flew by eagles. Yeah. So far away. Their scent trail was gone. <laughs> like, imagine because the movie... For plot <laughs> reasons. The movie wasn't supposed to be split there. So imagine... All that being together, like, presumably you would cut out the scene with Gandalf and Thorin. The eagles would drop them off, they'd walk down the mountains, and suddenly the orcs would be right back on their tail. <laughs> like, what? Those are some pretty fast wargs. Yeah. <laughs> there are several very large continuity errors yeah. in this movie. Just so oh, much is let's, contrived. Let's try our best. Try our best not to get into any of the lore shit. Except for the ones where they've, like, blatantly... Like, the stuff that's going to be covered in the book, I mean. The lore that's going to be covered in the book. Never mind. Let's just talk what we want to talk about. I can't, <laughs> right. like, I can't think of what that is, Caitlin. I'm mostly saying let's not get into the whole necklace of starlight. We can get into that later. Okay. That's, oh, fine. That's fair. That wasn't even on my list of terrible things. Well, it doesn't I mean, make any sense, but... It doesn't, but it wasn't on my list yeah. of terrible crimes against Lord of the Rings. And and who and what Bayorn is? Whatever. We'll get into that with the book. I really hate that the all of the orc scenes look like like villain point of view cutscenes out of a video game. Like the CGI is so polished and so rounded that it wouldn't look that out of place in the Incredibles movie. Like the animation is very good, but it's so obviously animation that it's terrible. I miss my orcs in costumes. Yeah. The CGI yeah. in this, it... There's only really one good CGI in this, and we'll get to that later. And the rest of it, it it's so glaringly obvious and terrible. And I, I was going to say, I didn't bring this up last time, I feel bad because wasn't the actor who played Azog uh, Maori actor i'm not i'm honestly not sure but i do a lot of their stunt doubles are maori right I, f I feel like that was a thing and it's like you took this guy and cgi'd him into this weird creature that's awful and you deserve better i'm sorry isn't it maori maori it might i don't i don't know i don't know i don't know either shit we are fucking white yep we are <laughs> also i pronounce things in my head and i avoid saying them out loud yeah, for just this true. reason Anyways, apologies if we don't have that right, but it it appears he is. His name is Manu Bennett. The pronunciation on Wikipedia is somewhere in between the two. Oh, fuck. And we also have American white and Canadian white here. <laughs> because Maori. I Maori. live so far away. Yep. I mean, technically speaking, you do, but... Oh, well, okay. It's From not you the guys. Canadian part. Oh, <laughs> it's... I, I know this actor. He's so good. I'm so sad that he always has ends up playing bad guys. I just hate that entire side plot. Yeah. I don't understand the point of it. It's like to constantly remind us that someday, eventually, there will be a battle. 
Like that's pretty much it. Also, they clearly just filmed them all at like in front of a green screen at the same time because the lighting's always the same, and you just like things are going on here, and then suddenly it's these orc people. Yeah. And, like, they're standing in trees, but the lighting in that scene isn't conducive to, like, what you would imagine somebody standing in a copse of trees to look like. It's very weird. This is not a smoothly done CGI. But, um, they end up running to Bjorn? Yeah. Bjorn, maybe? Bjorn. Bjorn? Yeah. Anyway, it's, leave me alone. It's, it's Fjord, Emmy. Fjord. <laughs> <laughs> uh Bjorn a skin changer. Uh what is it that Does Gandalf says that's like straight up a throwback to one of the trilogy movies? He's under no spell. Oh, he says it about yes, he says it about Denethor and then he said it again about this guy and I was like, "Really? That's going to be your comparison?" I don't remember yeah. him uh, saying that about Denethor in the movies. Yeah. Um... He's talking um to his favorite hobbit and he says something about how he's under no spell but his own as in like he's not taken with the ring yet or anything he's just a greedy bastard and nobody trusts him um and now we have bjorn a skin changer who this scene was supposed to be tense and melodramatic but there was absolutely no doubt in anyone's minds that they were going to get through it just fine like yeah. what i did enjoy you know what no in this scene i did enjoy the very large bumblebees I thought mm-hmm. those were adorable. Uh, they would have scared the absolute shit out of me. Also true. I know, but from the television side, they were very cute. If 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 any bug of any of that size landed on my face, nope, 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 nope. I will take the wargs and the orcs. Thank you very much. Just kill me. Yeah, that's not a good wake up. But how how it's just crazy that like we show up at Bjorn and that scene was like five minutes like of all the to places get ponies. that they didn't extend yeah like they just they show up and suddenly bjorn's like well i hate dwarves but i hate orcs more sure get on with it and they take like take 10 my minutes ponies. to all exit the house just to emphasize how large the party is which i suppose was like if you're watching this movie a year after the first one here's our chance to reintroduce the characters but dear God. But there are really only like four hobbits that you actually care about. Dwarves? In the movie. Thank you. Dwarves. Dwarves. That you actually care about in this movie. <laughs> I mean, there are also four hobbits we care about most of the time. Whatever. <laughs> Five if you want to count, Bilbo. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want good things for Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> the one, The one woman. <laughs> the only one. Yeah. We'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, I just, and I also just, the beginning of that movie, this movie, whatever, it was so slow. Like, it was so slow. They're running, and then they're running some more, and then they're running a they little bit more. They arrive at a house, and then they run more, and, and end up in a forest safe. that takes forever. Yeah, I split it because I had to go to work, and like, in the first part. I think they were, like, only, like, just starting to get captured when I had to stop. And I'm like, we, we got through, like, one one chapter's worth? <laughs> and it's been an hour? <laughs> it's so bad. I was glad that second set of ponies probably didn't get eaten. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? That's nice. 
Yeah. They went home. I think it's very weird that Gandalf keeps leaving so abruptly. Like, he does it in the books. He comes and goes in the books, but it's very much like, I'm going to catch up with you later. And this one, it's like, I'm very sorry to leave you. But by the way, if you do all of these things, you'll die. Don't do them. And then he leaves. And there was also some random Galadriel voice in there. Mm-hmm. Yes. That well, his throwback the voice. Fuck out of nowhere. We want to remind you of what we talked about in the last movie. Like, they're trying to give Gandalf a reason to up and leave. But yeah. it just turns out way worse than him just randomly leaving. And then, if we can skip ahead just a minute to the part where he actually left, there's a moment where Radagast asks him to stay and help fight evil, and Gandalf is like, you're asking me to abandon my friends. And it's like, bro, you already did that. Like, an hour <laughs> and a half ago, you left them. Yeah. Yep. So this stupid-ass forest. Oh my god. It was forever. It it was forever and then more. How I, how many like screenshots do you need of them acting like they're high before you think the audience is going to understand that something's wrong with the air in this forest? Not only because Gandalf told us 25 minutes ago, but because they're all acting very weird. Well, and definitely in the book, there's a lot more specifics. Like things start out normal and then they there's like a river they have to try and cross and bomber falls in and then they have to carry him and no instead they just suddenly get in and immediately are like woo high as balls Wait. yeah bomber didn't fall in the river bomber does trip into the river but it's not as obvious that like that's what was happening right they don't like carry they him, don't though, notice right? Oh, okay. They they carry him out of the water and then they rest and then they drag him along and he's walking and it's fine. Because I noted that too, Rachel. Like, I thought something terrible was supposed to happen to you and it didn't. Yeah. And I don't know what's added in the extended versus what's not. That's true. I don't either. I think I watched the extended edition. And I definitely didn't because I distinctly was like, I am not fucking doing that to myself. <laughs> Did you have a scene where they're crossing the river on vines? No, she should have. No, no. I was gonna say no. I don't think so. Okay, I so yeah, Emmy and I watched it. the extended, and Rachel did not. I was. I'm pretty sure that yeah, because I was like, "There's nothing here." And yes, I was kind of doing other things while I was watching, but well, there's so Bilbo goes across first because he's the lightest of them. Sure, okay, whatever. And he gets across, and he's like, "Something's wrong." Why the hell did they cut that? That's like an actual part of the book. There are yeah. so many things he's, you fucking Something's wrong. And- <laughs> Everything feels weird. No, you guys, stay where you are. And he looks up and all of the dwarves, of course, are already crossing um, the vines, the branches, whatever it was they were walking no. on. I was like, really? So you're going to make the lightest person go first and then all of you are going to cross at once? That seems real smart. Good job, guys. Wow. God. Whoever cut this movie... Let's look up the editor and then write them an angry letter. Yes. <laughs> Give them well, a I'm sure piece they've of gotten a few of them. We'll have to we'll have to write them a letter and be like, "Hey, was this your decision or Peter Jackson's decision?" And then we can ascertain. They might have just been doing their job. So then there's spiders. Yeah. And fuck spiders, man. Oh wait, I have one nice thing to say about the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, when Bilbo climbs up and pokes his head out, it's pretty. It is, but it also just seemed like another scene in Markwood that we did not need. You know, like... 
I mean, at least he had to do that in the we book. We did need it. How else would he get away from the spiders for longer than everyone else? Right, of course. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but it was pretty. I've tried. <clears throat> I suppose I can mention what my favorite and I, what I thought was consistently good in this movie, and that is Martin Freeman as Bilbo. I, any of his, like, Bilbo scenes, they were great. As, yeah. a, as opposed to, like, him being, like, just there in an action scene. Mm-hmm. Like, any of the scenes where he's most especially... Bilbo-y. Yeah, we'll get to the get to, to this later, but I fucking love the bit where he realizes Smaug's waking up and he just sits down. Yes. <laughs> he's yeah. just like, well, that's that. <laughs> he sits down. He, he was really good, especially for how they wanted Bilbo to be. Yeah. And there's some other bits... But I, uh, yeah. I don't like praising him, but I'll do it. You don't like praising him? All right. Do we need to get into the problematicness of Martin Freeman and when this movie came out? I honestly don't know anything. I don't think we need to. Okay. Well, anyway. Anytime that he was being Bilbo, I enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I did too. And. Spiders, man. The spy- the spy- like, yeah. it was just too much. Like, why? Why, when he put on the ring, could he suddenly understand spiders? That was really stupid. I didn't like that at all. I liked and disliked it. Like, I don't think it actually made any sense. But I enjoyed that he could understand them. You know what I mean? I don't think it was necessary because, I'm sorry, they are wrapping up all of the dwarves and him... Uh, to be eaten, you know, later, there was no doubt in his mind what was going to happen. Right? Like, I feel like the tension would have been better if we didn't have them talking in that same way people often personify, like, dogs talking with the short attention span and the... Like, it would have been better if it wasn't there. I'm thinking of... Oh, yeah. Never mind, we're not talking about that. As it far just... as the movie goes, it was dumb. Absolutely. Uh, like, that whole scene should have just been cut out. The, the, the spiders, like, if they needed the spiders, the spiders should have just attacked them where they were, and the elves should have just arrived where they were. You know? No need to go away somewhere else. Like, that made no fucking sense at all. Is, am I wrong? Or wasn't, didn't Bilbo do something in the books that was kind of like an Odysseus nobody thing? Like dancing around like taunting them to lead them away or something i swear that was a thing maybe well we haven't gotten there yet so i don't remember yeah i don't remember either unfortunately and we will see next time but either way all he did in this one was name his sword yeah he just poked them i guess that's why they had to talk so that he could (laughs) hear them say it stings so that he could go oh sting i like it (laughs) Oh my. Yep. That's that's literally why that had to happen. <laughs> it's been 20 minutes and so we're not even. <laughs> yep. Oh, everything is awful. So then the elves arrive, and I'm not gonna lie, it's dumb as shit, but I enjoy Legolas talking bad about that picture of Gimli. Okay, that's so fun. I, I know, like, if we're gonna add stuff... And have to have Legolas yeah. there at least play off of that. Like that's the kind of shit I wish they had done. Not, not like <laughs> Legolas is here as a full character with a full story arc. No, that's fucking stupid. Right, it just have him like so randomly bad. appear and make that, and then disappear again in other 
elves do stuff. Why whatever, but... were his eyes a different color? They were almost like a different color in every single scene. Mm-hmm. They were so blue. And sometimes they looked like just wrong. Like, you know, you could, you could like they're the glowing or whatever. And they're like bulging out of his eye and coloring the or covering the iris or no, the pupil. Sorry. Covering the pupil. And um, they're just bad and weird. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, I couldn't, like, whenever they were on screen, I couldn't stop looking at them and not in a good way. Yeah. It would just be like, well, ugh, his eyes are brighter than everything else on this screen. Yeah. And there's more stuff that comes up, but they also just sort of took, like, they went, oh, people really loved that one scene where, or the two scenes, I guess, like, the one where Legolas, like, uh, rides the, the yeah. shield or whatever down the stairs and then with the Oliphant. And they're like, let's make him do that in every scene. People will love it. No. It was no. great because they never did it again. What was also great that they didn't repeat that I am a little bit sad about is the fact that when he grabbed onto that horse's harness and flipped himself up onto the horse with Gimli when the wargs attacked as they were mm-hmm. evacuating to Helm's Deep, that is my favorite scene. I can't wait until we get there. They never did that in this one. I hate that scene so much. <laughs> I think it's so funny and so good. I just think it's terrible. That's like the another bit of like super bad CGI. Um, uh, anyways. <laughs> we'll get there many, many episodes from now. Yeah. Do we think that they changed his eyes to more closely match his father Lee Pace's? That's what I assume. I love but that why? Lee Pace is younger than Orlando Bloom. Like, that's my favorite yeah. thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love Lee Pace in this movie. He is my, my shining moment, my one good thing, right? Like, super melodramatic and kind of awful. But also, when I was re-watching it, it wasn't as awful because I had everything else I hated to compare it to. I don't think I've ever seen Lee Pace do anything bad. He's basically an angel. He can take the world's weakest script and make it like interesting. Shakespeare. Yeah, he looks real good. His his crown, like his costuming, is one of my favorite things. They ruined everybody else, but they did him real well. Yeah, I just like he is this movie's Richard Armitage, and Richard Armitage is still there. He just failed. Yeah. Yep. But the scene where they were together so briefly, the Majesty. <laughs> Emma. I like how they had his, like, it doesn't, I don't think it makes any sense for his character, but how he, like, had that physical reaction to thinking about Dragonfire. Yeah, so that good. made no sense, but it was funny. And then we're not going to get into the whole necklace thing here. And how Tolkien reused stuff. We'll talk about yep. that with the book. Okay. But what things may or may not be Silmarils, Caitlin? Well, we're not going to talk about this here, Rachel. Later. <laughs> like, literally, you give me one second of encouragement and I will go into it. So let's not do that. So how about uh, fucking Tariel? I God. have nothing against Tariel. No, I have a lot I- against Tariel, but it's not Tariel's <laughs> fault. Does that I make sense? I have a lot against like, what they did yes, to Tariel. Exactly, like... There was nothing that actress could have done with what they provided her. Her oh, yeah. mission was like just to objectify Keeley and force a love interest with the only quote-unquote attractive dwarf. 
So I don't, even that doesn't really bother me because most of Tolkien's himself writes romances like they saw each other and they were in love, which, you know, that's hard to play out on screen. So that doesn't really bother me. And I love Evangeline Lilly. She's great. Yeah. Oh, she's great. She's had so many awesome quotes coming out with the Ant-Man and yeah. the Wasp movie that just make me think of this. And I, I've seen um, an interview with her where when she signed on to this, she was like, this is great. Just don't make it a love triangle. And it wasn't until they did pickups and they added a whole bunch of scenes with her and Legolas and suddenly it was a love triangle. And she was just like, well, fuck that. I forgot about that. But yeah, she was so mad about it. Yeah, she was not okay with it. There was no reason. She was a lowly sylvan elf. Like, what Except she wasn't really. Because yeah. that... They just threw that line in there, I think, uh, like to yeah. create a fake conflict. Mm-hmm. And then they never addressed what that would actually mean for her character. No, I, I was talking with Emmy about a different movie and having multiple female characters and letting them each kind of be different. And then this is like the opposite of that where you have one and she's like oh she's the badass captain of the guard because we've got to have a, a you know insert ladies into this movie because it's all dudes which fair but then they're like no we have to have every possible bit is her and it becomes awful i i just feel like if they had had less legolas mm-hmm. i that too i would have liked her so much right? more. why couldn't she just have been legolas we didn't need him at all yeah we didn't like I said, have that one funny cameo with him, and then everything else that we saw with the elves, just Toriel. We would have totally have believed that he was off doing better things. Or like he didn't go after her after they like locked down their forest kingdom. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, we'll get to the Morgul arrow when we get oh, there. Oh, fuck the Morgul arrow. <laughs> Apparently that's now. Well, they get into their barrels, and they have a good time. They have a t- oh god, I hate that scene so much. We have a twenty-minute-long overwrought river chase. You hate the warg scene in the two towers. I hate this scene with a burning passion. This, th- like, it is the definition of bad CGI. Yep, just everything about it is bad. And like, how did these orcs? How did they get here? I don't know. There's a secret way. They said the they elves are chasing them. Did. Everyone's chasing. They're floating along. Like, no. I want to count how many lines their river escape is in the book because I bet it's like 12. I enjoy how they just spent like 20 minutes really going into how the the forest is all magical funkiness and you can't get through it. But then the orcs have zero problems with that. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I know they're part of the infection problem, but they just wander through. They know everything about it. Yeah. Like, what? I mean, you know, orcs, they come from elves, so they've lived a long time and also have uh, had the time to explore the green slash murkwood. Anyways. (laughs) It's so dumb. We should have just had more Lee Pace. Yeah. Always more Lee Pace. Mm -hmm. He's so pretty. So then we get the Morgul arrow. Fucking dumb! Which God. is literally... I'm pretty sure that's the single-handed moment in the theater that made me be like, fuck this. Fuck this all. I would never saw a battle of five armies in the theater. I was like, I'm done. I don't right understand how somebody could be like, you know the, that really interesting, you know, in-depth bit in the next series? Let's undermine that entirely. Fuck with the lore 
and fuck with everything that Aragorn is supposed to be and everything that the elves do and just mess it all up. God. Like... Who the hell thinks they're... Why would they even waste it on arrows? Why couldn't they have just shot him with an arrow and had it be a bad wound? Poisoned. Hey, or it got infected. I don't know, when he was riding down this river in the poison forest. Like, come on. I mean, I have problems with that too, but just in general, yeah. Why? The whole goddamn point of Aragorn and the King's Foil is that not many people know about that. That's how people know he's the king. Okay, that is more the books than the movies, to be fair, but... Well, and the whole point of the Morgul blade is that the victim turns into a wraith. Yes, right. And this one is like, no, they just die. It's like, okay, well, then why was it any different from, like, an actual arrow? Why? Why did we do this? It was really dumb, and I hated it. Yeah. And the idea that she was just like, I'm a lowly sylvan elf... Oh, but I can do this magic elf healing that Elrond does. Yeah. Excuse me? And the fact that um, it was Oin, right? O- Oin's healer. Yeah. yeah. Oin had already been like, yes, fetch this for a fever. Yes. <laughs> like, well, okay, but like Sam called it a weed. He would have known if it was at least a weed that fought against fever. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, right? absolutely. Like, right? He's like, yes, this, this random weed has this medicinal use and he didn't know about the other one but like it's not it's not a weed anymore if it fights against fever and also infection from a morgul fucking whatever (laughs) i'm bad that was really dumb so dumb sometimes i picture these dumb scenes and i wonder like who did what in the writer's room to come up with this like did someone just sit there going like was it done in the writer's room or was it done on set sometimes i wonder how much of this stuff just got made up on the fly because they do do that right you screen masters do sit where they're filming and go that's not working let's try this instead but it and was so just... pervasive in the plot yeah it had to have been so like when did they sit down and go you know what let's make that let's make stuff up because this world doesn't have enough mythology to it i don't understand how like peter and philippa and the other one, Peter's wife. Shit, what's her name? I yeah. never knew the answer. The three to that writers. Question. The three writers, like who they who can be so good at writing the Lord of the Rings trilogy? Uh, Fran. Fran. Thank you. Yes, Fran. Um, and then those same three writers. Right, but they were. How could they be so good at writing and like lovingly crafting the Lord of the Rings universe, and then just go do that? How could they do this movie? The whole of it. Not just this part. All of it. How Everything. could they do all of this? This is a friendly reminder that I think we're all like messed up enough to just rant about the writers for the whatever Amazon series. Oh, fuck oh, that. God. We're talking about that later. I was going to bring that up at the end to make sure we talked about it. Good. Here are these Skip two it. dudes Skip. who've never done anything. Okay, I'm sorry. At the end. Stop. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's move on to the so, next part. I know which you is... can't judge a person by their looks, but they're... Rachel? Yes. Shut up. Okay, so then we get to that scene where Bard discovers the dwarves, and that is supposed to be the end of the first movie. (laughs) Which was a very weird introduction, because why, right, if you're hanging out on a river, you've got this barge, you're picking up barrels, and there's this group of people who are not bothering you, why wouldn't you just leave? 
Why would you show up, stand perched on a rock, and throw an arrow at them? I don't think he threw it. I, I think he shot it. You know what I mean. Why? <laughs> because he needed a dramatic introduction. They needed to clarify for you that he was a bowman. Yeah. But again, not a bargeman? Are you sure? <laughs> nope. He I know. Bard the Bowman, Emmy. I can't believe that he's both Bard the Bowman and Bard the Bargeman. Like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> um, but I, I, that bit I don't think was even necessarily there originally. Like, I think when it was still two movies, it was supposed to be that bit where he's just sort of in shadow and like, what are you doing here? Or whatever the fuck he says. I don't know. But then credits. <sighs> Which makes sense about why there is suddenly an extreme tonal shift in this movie. <laughs> and how it's suddenly a completely different movie. Since yeah. the adventure part is over, they've pretty much reached their destination, or like the traveling bit. And now they have to deal with Lake Town and getting angst. into the mountain. Thorin angst. Everybody loves... No, I can't even say that. Richard Armitage tried to be smoldery in this film, and he failed. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, the third one has There's lots of There's its number one problem. Like, if you can fail a Richard Armitage smolder, you can't do anything. Yeah. There's one scene later on. No. Where they're, like, in the mountain, mm -mm. and he sort of smolders from the darkness. No, it's, it's not good. None of it's but any good. <laughs> the whole Lake Down thing is very discordant. Oh, Lake Town. Lake Town. Where do we start? I will say, I like the actor who plays Bard. Mm -hmm. He's great. Oh, one of my notes. Yep. <laughs> um, do you guys remember when this movie came out and everyone was joking about how uh, Bard looked more like Orlando Bloom than Orlando yeah, Bloom no, did? No, he looks exactly like Pirates of the uh, Caribbean Orlando Bloom. That is, yeah. that's his entire I look. And then he shows up and he's like, I'm a better bowman than Legolas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's great. It's good. <laughs> what a world. And I am very happy that Stephen Fry got his cameo. I'm sure that made him very happy. And I liked it. I don't know if that's a cameo. That's a part. Yeah, that's a part. Oh, that's I said Stephen Fry. Sorry, sorry. I meant Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert. Oh, yes. Yes, okay. the Colbert cameo. Sorry. I'm happy for him. I'm so happy for him. Yeah, no. S Stephen Fry. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Fry's character, like, the, yeah. the point of Lake Town is that ugly people are evil and won't help you. Right? They're, own they're greedy and out for themselves because we've got that weird pseudo-Grima worm tongue assistant who with the unibrow and then Stephen Fry who would honestly look like far creepier a villain if he just looked like himself and was like a tyrant I don't understand I did write down I did write down Alfred Grima's cousin <laughs> <laughs> okay oh my god I just had the horrible awful realization though that what they did with the master I mean, it's like he's redhead comb over. They basically did a fucking Trump look. Uh -huh. Right? I mean, it's longer and everything, but... No, I don't think so. I don't think that was even on their radar. Because the red's a different color, and he's still very bald, and his you know, hair is so much longer. It's been 26 episodes, and I think this is our first mention of your president. 
It's not. <laughs> oh, God. Why did you have to say it? I try very hard to avoid referring to it as such. I mean, like, so blatantly. I've definitely oh, made subtle fun of your politics before, yeah. but... God. Anyway. Exactly. It's it's a mess. So here's a question. Your town is destroyed by a dragon, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, You pick sure. up your people... And, and you move, move like, them. 10 feet down the river <laughs> and build another town. Why didn't they just go somewhere else entirely? I think they moved into a town that was already there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah I thought Lake Town already existed. Dale and Lake, Lake Town, Town already at the same existed. Time? They uh, didn't build it. They showed up as, like, pseudo-refugees. Um, okay. And let's, let's be generous. It's, like, 200 feet away from their previous town. <laughs> um, you can see Dale from Lake Town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, to I be don't... fair, we've seen all of the other options. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> they could have moved the they other direction. They could have moved into the mountains with the goblins. You know. I don't even think the mountain goblins were close by. I think that was Eagle no, Ride ago. That's fair. They could have just crossed the other direction away from the lake, past the Lonely Mountain, and gone that way, but they didn't. They stayed. Well, which was very Tolkien weird. They didn't draw the map that way. Yeah. We don't know what's up there. I mean, the Grey Mountains. I'm making a joke, Rachel. (laughs) I turned and looked at my map. (laughs) I can never for the life of me, like, where the fuck is the Lonely Mountain? The Grey Mountains and then the Iron No, where's the Lonely Mountain on the normal? Very northeast corner, pretty much. I definitely just picked up The Hobbit looking for my normal uh, Middle-Earth map, which isn't going to help me, so whatever. It's fine. I don't have Lord of the Rings near me. I can look at Beleriand or the dragon map, and that's it. (laughs) You know. No, it's the far northeast, so basically if you drew a direct line down from Erebor, you'd be at the Black Gate. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. I think. That would have sucked, then, if the dragon had stuck around for the war. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a long way down, but still. But it's a dragon. Okay, let's say. Um, Gandalf's- and there aren't any landmarks in the way because Tolkien was lazy. Yeah. Gandalf's side quest. Gandalf's... Oh, God. So, <laughs> mostly it's terrible and I hate it. Yeah. The one thing I like is how they did Sauron and how he kind of looked like Sauron and he kind of looked like a fiery eyeball at the same time. That one bit I thought was cool. The rest of that was garbage. It was cool until they just sort of, like, did that shooting through, like, I to Sauron, I to Sauron, I to Sauron, I to Sauron mm-hmm. bit. I, I didn't even mind that. But, yeah, but the whole bit up to that and how, oh, hey, look, Thrain's alive. Oh, Thrain's dead. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> yeah, I think that terrible. was only in the extended, isn't it? I don't, I don't know. I think I've seen that bit, but it wasn't in my movie unless I really just zoned out at one point, oh, which is also okay. possible. Good, because it was dumb. I'm glad they cut it, if they did, because that was so stupid. Yeah. And I did like, I liked Gandalf discovering the, M- oh, that was so classic. That was a really good classic Lord of the Rings Peter Jackson shot, I thought, like Gandalf walking up the mountain towards where the tombs are. I really liked that shot. And... Everything about him discovering the empty tombs until Radagast showed up. And then, like, if Radagast was stupid and ridiculous in the first movie, man, was he out of place in that scene. It was That was very weird. But I did like how 
when he like holds his staff and then lights where the tombs are all broken open, like that could have been very creepy, but then they immediately yeah. just left. It was like, and cut to a different scene with a very different tone. So why even try? Well, I, I do like how he saw, you know, you could, or we could all see the empty tombs. And he was like, there were nine. And it's like, ooh, you know, there's just these subtle things where you think, man, it could have been good, but it wasn't. It really wasn't. It wasn't. Everything after he gets to Dolgor, Dolgor, whatever that fucking place is called, is garbage. There was one, talking about CGI, that got me. It was when um, Azog tries to, is like, throwing Gandalf off of him or something. Mm -hmm. And it's meant to be, like, you know, Azog actually touching and throwing Gandalf. But because of Azog's CGI and, like, the stunt double for Ian McKellen, it's very clearly obvious, like, there's, like, a foot between you guys. This doesn't (laughs) even look like... Like, no, guys, no. And then there's that whole bit where Sauron himself wants to get rid of Thorin Oakenshield. How the <laughs> fuck does Sauron even know who Thorin is or care? Yeah. Yeah, Sauron doesn't give a shit. Like, I feel like he that shouldn't would... have given a shit, but apparently. that That's the same as Sauron being like, look at that ant over there. Yeah. It could fuck up my plans. It's a fucking ant. You know who would have cared? <laughs> Glaurung. Glaurung would have cared. Sauron is busy being in timeout. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine, like, Azog walking up being like, Sir, there's this dwarf I hate. <laughs> Anyways... Fine. <laughs> um, wait, I think I actually, well, anyways, I've mixed up my notes there. So then they split the party, yeah. which everybody knows is a bad plan. And was pointless. <laughs> yeah. Because it was the result of the Morgul Blade. Yes. I think, it, I, I swear it was just a bit to try and avoid the, like, gold sickness on Philly and Keely or something, but I don't know. But what are we doing? And the Tariel business. Yeah, it was so that they would have more scenes. And again, I don't mm. mind their scenes. That's fine. But well, I noted that the scene where the orcs first begin to attack mm-hmm. while Keely's bedridden and Tariel shows up. It's like they they made a point to add this female warrior character to have it. And then the scene where they have Bard's daughter is just like cowering at the same time. And you're like, these are where you could have added things, and it would have been appropriate. Bard would teach his daughters to defend themselves if he's living in this town with a dragon nearby and the tyrannical master. Right? Yeah. Like, that. that's a way you can make female characters, and it's not totally out there random. Like, they can also have capabilities. I do wish they had give, given Bard's daughters, yeah, more agency in that scene mm-hmm. i again i don't mind them just adding a female character or 10 right. but no. but the contrast between them yeah absolutely like added these the daughters and you've added tariel and the contrast between the two of them is just what weird. i really wish they had done was just fucking make some of the dwarves women mm-hmm. like 
There's literally nothing that makes them specifically men. There was n- that was never going to happen. I that know is, that that was never going to happen. That's a dream. The, the, That's a far the distant dream. The nerd boys would have lost their fucking shit. I understand that, but it's stupid. And or um, when I was at San Diego Comic Con before this movie came out, somebody asked Peter Jackson straight up, who uh, was like, you know, when my dad used to read me this book, he always made Bilbo a girl, and he made Smaug a girl, and all these other things, and, you know, asked him what they had done, and he was basically, and Peter Jackson was literally just like, well, we have Toriel. (laughs) And, like, all these things, like, why couldn't these people be girls? But anyways, whatever. It's fine. I mean, I understand that Bilbo had already previously been a male in another movie, so I understood that he had to be a man. Mm Mm-hmm. But other than that... Smog's a fucking dragon. Exactly. Could have been played by a woman. Although we did already talk about the complexities of, you know, Goring being the father of dragons and who who was the mother. <laughs> right, but I mean, they could have, could have been genderless. Yes. You know, could have been... Yes. Could have been hermaphroditic. Yeah. Could have been anything other than, look, we hired this man to play this dragon. Could have been a fucking Cumberbatch. Is there any other way to say his name? No. Uh, Brindle Blur. <laughs> right, okay. Let's not get into Tumblr jokes. <laughs> Although, funnily enough, I found out later that the girl who asked that question at San Diego Comic Con was somebody I followed on Tumblr. That's great. Like, completely randomly. And I was like, well, that's really weird. It's a small world. Yep. I found someone on Twitter who rewrote all of Finding Nemo to be more scientifically accurate. And let me tell you, it was amazing. But I thought of that because we're talking about hermaphroditic. Well, in a, in a real clownfish scenario, uh, right, yes. Marlon would have just become a woman and taken over as the alpha female of their school of clownfish, but didn't. Anyway. I, I got back to thinking about how, Emmy, you managed to befriend Caitlin without me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In this weird-ass world. <laughs> I feel like you must have retweeted me or something. Right? And then Emmy's... Like, that's the only thing that makes sense. It's been so long. Yeah. so weird. Anyway. And we didn't all figure it out until much later. Yep. (laughs) Um, I was going to talk about being mad about more barred things. Uh, I should bring up, now that we've basically split the party and entered the mountain. Have we entered the mountain? Sure. We can enter Um, the mountain. Sure. uh, We have more things to rant about before we enter the mountain. We can backtrack afterwards. I do just want to say, the one CGI that I love is Smaug. I think they did a really good job on him. They spent all their money on yeah. him. Yeah, that's where it all went. And I love him. And the, the gold is okay, too. The gold is, like, the lighting on it is iffy at times, but the gold is okay. Yeah. All right, backtrack. Uh, they split the party. Let's hate on whatever we need to hate on. All right. I'm just mad that the, the whole thing with Bard and the arrows, and it's like the special arrow shooting with these special arrows to kill smog it's pointless tension making he he was just a good shooter guys really why why with the arrows i guess why to be fair because they kept like elves around like the i can see where they had too many were really good shooters Mm-hmm. So they had to make it more than that. Yeah, they made Keely a shooter. I think even Thorin shoots a bow. Like, really, guys? Yeah, but they're just like, they're whatever. But because, like, why? 
if they were just looking for a good shooter, why wouldn't like Legolas is right there? Yeah, you know, and it's been proven in future previous movies, whatever. <laughs> That he can be like, oh, I can see in detail what's happening way the fuck over there. So I can see where maybe they needed to have it be its own thing. I do think they went way too deep into it and made it all way too dramatic. But mm-hmm. I, I can see yeah. where they needed to go into it more. But actually what they should have done was just not have Legolas around. Yep. Would have solved a lot of problems. Every, everything about Lake Town. Everything about it. It's just bad. So much of this movie would be solved if Legolas wasn't there. Yep. I feel that way about the next movie, too. Well, we'll get Mm. there when we get there. That's another one I think I've only seen once, so Mm. who knows. There's a lot to hate, too, but at least Richard Armitage (laughs) dies really pretty. That's fair. (laughs) Um, So you guys wanted to talk about Bilbo being the only one who found the giant staircase? Yeah, what was up with that? Oh, that staircase. (laughs) What keen eyes you have, Mr. Baggins. No, it's a giant staircase carved into a statue, carved into the side of the mountain that you're looking at. Subtle, dude. My one explanation for this, like, I also think it's dumb, is that maybe it was supposed to look like, like it's just decoration on the dwarf statue. But no, Bilbo's like, we can climb it. It's a staircase. No. But it, they don't, they don't make that obvious at all or no. anything. And it is generally, it, it's genuinely just a giant, it's a giant staircase that everybody can see. Store, so secret. I like the part later after they can't find the keyhole where they all give up very, very, very quickly um, and leave. After standing in front of the light. After standing in front of the light, right? So it's the last light of Durin's day. It's going to shine a light on the keyhole. Let's stand between the sun and the wall we're looking at and cast shadows everywhere and then leave. Very smart. Good plan, guys. And then Bilbo shouts for them to come back and they don't. They're not there for like 20 seconds. And it's like, guys, you left a solid two minutes ago. You obviously didn't get very far. They needed that dramatic reveal of where they all stand in line in yeah. order of height and, and dramatic Thorin coloring. Grabs the key or whatever. Yeah. In majestic fashion. I am genuinely sad that Feeling Keely weren't there for that. Right? That was weird. Like, this is their inheritance. You know, this is their... I mean, they never actually get it because they also die. But... Spoilers. Spoilers! Yeah. <laughs> but still, it's terrible. Yeah. That's it. It's... Why did we split the party, guys? It ne- it's never a good idea. Everybody knows this. There are some <sighs> books where it turned out to be awesome, but yeah. It never works oh. out well for other people. <laughs> and also, when Toriel is doing the healing, and then Keely? Feely? Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Keely. Whatever. Keely. Wakes up with his head resting on a pillow of walnuts. Yeah. <laughs> what was what, that? <laughs> what the actual fuck was that? It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Uh, this we have no food wildly in the sky, but we, God, we have walnuts. <laughs> I guess that's why everybody's hungry. They use their food as pillows. <laughs> <laughs> and then Legolas is fighting with the giant orc who doesn't die in this movie because now we have to have two main orcs for the second movie. Sure. Yep, okay. Yep. Yep. Listen, yep, yep. Bol- Bolg is technically in the book. Right. Yeah, I know that. But well, so is. And that's as why, of the that's why their fight is so dumb because it's like 
you know that they both have to live, so yeah. why are we even doing this? But also to remind you that things matter. <laughs> there's that bit where Legolas has that little bit of blood on his nose and he wipes it off. Mm-hmm. And all I can think of whenever I see that scene is a scene in The Simpsons where Bart <laughs> like accidentally punches the bully guy and the bully guy has like a little bit of blood and he's like, <gasps> You made me bleed my own blood. Ha-ha. <laughs> like, ha-ha. That's all I can think about anytime I see that scene. And it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So bad. Something I thought was funny um, was when we have Bilbo listing all of his titles. Like, let's just say this for Bilbo. Very quick on his feet. I would not yes. be able to invent such glorious titles for myself <laughs> if I were facing down well, death. This is another one. So, right, we, we talked about how the um, riddle scene was basically straight out of the book. Mm-hmm. The conversation with Smog is also basically straight out of it, which is mm-hmm. so funny because of everything else that's fucked up. Yeah. Well, I think it's very similar to that part, the 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 Gollum part in the book, in that it, it is very iconic, the, mm-hmm. the conversations that they have with each other. But they messed up a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. And then they inserted another long random chase scene because mm-hmm. the movie didn't have enough. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we needed five minutes through this piles of gold. Oh, and talking dramatically about Thorin going mad. What a waste of time. Like, I'm thinking about it in the next movie, too, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. These movies, yeah. man, they're all very long. Yeah. It was interesting looking at some of the stuff of this that ended up being kind of set up for the next movie. Well, they were all supposed to be one movie, so don't give them yeah. any any credit there. No. Um, <laughs> but like with the, the, the gold floor and then Thorin has his ex- existential crisis yeah. on the gold floor and stuff like that. But I do like, before all this, when Bilbo's just digging through the gold, looking for the Arkenstone, and he pulls up a bunch of jewels and he's like, Ugh, whatever, and then he just throws them. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh shh. Sh- ah shit. Uh, that was good. It would have been really funny if he'd pulled up the necklace. Yeah, and just <laughs> chucked it. Like, okay. If you had to add stuff, that would have been yeah, really like, funny. I don't like this idea at all, but I would have loved the idea that like Bilbo did find a Silmaril in there, and he's like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that been could have been so thrown good. in just for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh look it is indeed the Nauglamir <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't make sense at all I understand but I would have loved it would have been so funny um, that whole scene was great and then they try to kill a dragon and they fail and then the dragon flies for the city and says a very dramatic line <laughs> and- I am fire and then we cut and to he, the credits. the swirl of gold. Don't forget that. Oh yes, yes. It was like a transformation scene. Yes, I went for Cinderella, but could have also been like Sailor Moon. He just like pulls <laughs> up and shakes off the gold, and which beautiful. I'm sorry, but that was really cool when he was covered in gold for like thirty seconds. I just feel like some of the gold really should have gritty. chipped off when he pushed his way through the stone door. <laughs> like, what is going on? They just wanted him to be gold. Yeah, so I was reminded watching this of when Infinity War came out. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. And I saw it and they had that random ass like we have to relight the forge scene. I was like, oh god, that was in that Hobbit movie, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. <laughs> like we've got to add this whole scene to relight a forge, guys. It's real dramatic. Got to make sure Forges are have complicated. It. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Also, was that supposed to be um, Thror, the statue? I would assume so, yeah, because it was in, like, the King's Hall or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, so just this mold of Thror to be made in gold. before Which is so extra, I almost right. can't handle it. You assume it. it was there before the dragon came. Like, it's like, yep, you were, in fact, mad you wanted this giant gold statue I love that yourself. that's, like, what they were working on that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The day the dragon come, oh, I was helping make this pure gold statue of our king. <laughs> then everybody died. Yeah. Then a dragon came, because, I don't know, maybe we we're a bit greedy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, not just a small one. No, a bigger than a dragon, pure gold statue. <laughs> God. Yeah. And nobody thought there was anything wrong with that. Nope. But then we get that yeah. good, good song. Okay, that, but that... God, the tone shift. Oh, yeah, no, it doesn't fit in the movie, but it's... It's like a fine song, but yeah. Yeah. I. So, funnily enough, the original version of that song is just straight up not on Canadian Spotify. And it pisses me off. Like, the rest of the soundtrack is, but not that song. But not the Ed Sheeran song? Yeah. Are other Ed Sheeran songs on Canadian Spotify? Yeah. His, like, his albums are, and on one of his albums, he does a live version of that song, but he's using his whiny voice, which I can't fucking stand. Weird. But not the original version. Oh, I did notice while I was watching this, what you pointed out last time we had a movie episode, Mm -hmm. where the the Misty Mountain theme never comes back. Yep, there's so many places where it would have been so good. There was a, a, a spot where, I don't know, they were talking about him, you know the people you know dwarves coming to reclaim the mountain i was like that would have been a perfect spot. that's yeah, it this that's thing. the moment yep. walking into the mountain them all lined up anything the bit where they're finally mm-hmm. like they're, they start the chase scene in the buckets is kind of big and dramatic that would have been good there like there's nope. so many scenes where it would have been good i was like nope they just switched to the uh burner burner yeah it's just so stupid and generic and i hate it, it right and they had this theme that everyone loved and it's just gone which is gone. And it's nowhere in the third movie where they all start fucking yeah. dying, too. Wow. I'm still angry about that. It's like five years later. <laughs> yeah. Least they could have done. Yeah. They made a terrible movie. The least they could have done was give me some more good tunes. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. And we all suffer for it. Yeah. In more ways we than did. one, because now you have to listen to me whine about it. Yep. <laughs> okay. I'm dying of heat, so let's wrap it up so that I can turn my AC back on. Okay, well, before that, though, we got the news today uh, that two white, mm. identical-looking men <laughs> were uh, given the billion-dollar Amazon project for the prequel to The Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings uh, to create for Amazon Prime. And it was it's very interesting. They are also currently writers on what is supposed to be the fourth um, Star Trek movie in the Kelvin timeline. I'm just wondering, like, they must have had a very excellent script for that to, like, provide as a CV because these guys have done nothing. And how do you get handed, I mean, besides being white and male and privileged, how do you get handed a billion dollar project without having something phenomenal in your pocket 
as an idea. If I saw these men walking down the street, I would cross to the other side. Yep. Because they are the creepiest looking white douchebags I've ever seen. They look like Brock Turner. Yeah. Brock Turner had curly hair. I hate that I know that. They just look... I I looked him up, but like they look like that kind of guy. They look like white frat guys. But it's weird. The picture they pick, first off, is a terrible picture, um, but possibly the only one where they're standing next to each other. When they stand next to each other, it's just these two men who look like they should be brothers, possibly twins, but are in fact not related. That's the part that I find so incredibly weird, is how like they look like the same person, just with Mm -hmm. different hair. Yep. And I just feel like our entire discussion of Tariel and everything today... It's just like why, why we need people who are not just blonde white dudes. Yep, writing yep. stuff, guys. We just fucking riffed and came up with better storylines. Oh, let's uh, better, better, <laughs> better. Okay. Bold, Don't sell yourself short, Caitlin. Act like a straight white man would. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, we do come up with better shit. Fuck these movies. Yep. Anyways, my hopes for this show dwindle every minute. We're going to have a really great podcast when it comes out, though. (laughs) That's true. The good news is, this last week, they also announced the cast for the new His Dark Materials show, and that looks like it's going to be phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. Nothing to do with Lord of the Rings, but a little, little bit of hope in the distance there. I don't feel like, I mean... Hope, sure, but since they bombed the first one so hard, I feel like they just owe it to us at this point. Well, this is completely different people doing it. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it went so badly, it's not, you're not doing well this time. This is what you owed us the first time and couldn't come together and make. So, yeah. On a semi-related note, Caitlin, didn't you start to read The Name of the Wind and you were, like, complaining about it because it took, like, 100 pages to introduce a female character? I didn't even get to a female character. I got to Chapter 7, and a single female had not spoken or been named, and I stopped. I I thought I remembered that. I have the book, and I was just thinking about it because Lin-Manuel is also involved in that one. Yeah. And I'm like... You know, I've seen Patrick Rothfuss at conventions and at other things, and he seems like a really cool dude. Mm-hmm. And everybody who I have made this observation to about why I didn't finish the book has always been like, oh, but there's this one girl and she's so great. And I'm like, there's one? One. Like, that's all you have yeah. to say? And I'm like, mm, I, that's not enough for me. So. Like, it's fine so far. I'm reading it because of a lot of reasons that don't need to be elaborated on this podcast. But. Um, oh, I'm probably going to watch the show and I hope for the best. But I'm it's not going to waste my time It's beautifully written. The book the book but it does i mean it has its problems but also if we think about it it was written back in the day when those problems weren't problems i'm using my air quotes here they were just the standard they were just the way things were nobody noticed them yeah it's not that old it's pretty old it is old oh like yeah well because we it's been longer since the second book came out than it has been since the latest game of thrones book came out what is it the name of the wind came out when i was in high school so at least came out in 2007 so 2007 so just 11 years ago okay i don't know that that's just 11 years ago no sorry i meant like just over 10 years ago but i smooshed 11 and just over 10 (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
Um, so wow, yeah, anyway, I just googled it. That first know, cover is pretty hideous. Woman, woman didn't exist eleven years ago. They didn't. They certainly maybe, didn't read books. Maybe because I'm a little older than you guys, like this doesn't seem like the people were well aware of this shit back then. Yeah. No, I I I agree with you. Uh, maybe uh, I'll cut Eddings a little slack because of nostalgia and the eighties, but should have known better, dude. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> the problems with the genre that we love. Yay! It's where I mostly read fantasy written by women now. Yep. Although, Ta-da. if anybody out there has like a good recommendation for you know that good adventure fantasy story written by a woman. Because I love, no, don't get me wrong, I love all the fantasy I've read written by women, but I don't think I've ever read like a Tolkien-inspired fantasy story written by a woman. Because on one hand, I do like that mostly women fantasy authors do new things, and like that's one of the reasons I prefer to read them. Mm-hmm. They don't do the same old, same old that all the men seem to do. But on the other hand, I just really like that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it sucks that it's all written by men who only ever put in one woman character and don't know how to write them. For sure. Or put in three and have all three of them in love with the main character because yeah. fuck you, Robert Jordan. It's fine. Okay. All right. So next week, um, back to book reading, which hopefully we will like more than movie watching. Yeah. We're going to get Sigh. to be on properly. Yeah. So next week, we're going to read chapter seven and. Oh, yeah. Chapter seven and chapter eight. Or do we just want to do chapter seven? Chapter seven's pretty long. Yeah, I feel then like let's just do seven. we're talking about doing a movie. All right. Um, so let's yeah, do... Yeah, and then I think there are two Mirkwood chapters maybe next to each other. All right. So let's just do chapter seven next week with Queer Lodgings. And that's the homework. Thank you for listening. Um, if we've been a little bit ranty on this one, this is pretty much an unofficially drunk Tolkien, just so everybody knows out there. <laughs> um, also just how the movie is because... Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. What am I saying? So you can reach out to us on Twitter at to read Tolkien, or you can email us at wanttoreadtolkien at gmail.com. If you like us, you can always review us and rate us on your podcast listening venue of choice. We enjoy that. Anything else? I think that's it. I hope you enjoyed us saying bad things about a movie for an hour. Oh, God. Was it an hour? <laughs> Pretty much. And 15 minutes. <laughs> I've been Caitlin. I've been Rachel. And I've been Emmy. And we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. The first Hobbit movie and the second one was a really, really long time in, like, what was going on in pop Fandom years? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Right, okay. All this seems so long ago that I've forgotten about it, which yeah. is probably what they're like, counting I, on. I had so. flashbacks from the war. <laughs> <laughs>
Ouais. On me donne. Ouais. <laughs> okay. It was so. It was like a robot blew its nose. <laughs> nope. That was me. <laughs> I have allergies. No, but it came through all like digitally and broke it up. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is going it's on? It's so weird. <laughs> it's the weirdest sound. <laughs> Okay, okay, anyways. <laughs> <laughs>